Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Josh Griffin. So for today's dose of inspiration, we're speaking with Nick Marchese, OAM. He's the co-founder of Orange Sky Australia, and we'll hear from him a bit more about what that exactly means. But uh, there's quite an impressive laundry list of achievements for Nick, and yes, pun intended there. He was a 2016 Young Australian of the Year, and uh, we'll ask him in a second, I believe it was co-winner of that with Lucas, but he's also, as I mentioned in his name, he's an OAM. He got the Order of Australia medal in 2020, which is pretty cool. Now, Nick and Lucas, they founded Orange Sky, and it's an incredible kind of program. You know, I'm really excited to talk to Nick about this. Um, it's one of those things where it's just inspirational about what you can do with an idea that has a huge impact on so many people's lives. So, like I said, there is a long bio. I'm going to save it for the show notes so people can read that. And I'm going to throw it right to you, Nick. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for sharing our story. Absolute pleasure. For those who haven't heard of it, um, can you just explain a little bit what Orange Sky is? Um, and maybe as we, we get there, we'll, we'll find out where it started and kind of how that idea became a reality as well. Yeah, so Orange Guy started in October 2014 here in Brizzy with uh, my best mate Lucas and I um, having a, a really crazy idea to put some washing machines and dryers in a van and simply drive around and wash and dry clothes. And our um, first ever uh, mission was to improve hygiene standards. So um, got a van and put some washers in it and hit the streets of Brisbane um, and broke a lot of washing machines. And then <laughs> um, after a few trials and tribulations, realised that um, Orange Guy had very little to do with washing and drying clothes. It sort of had everything to do with sitting down having a yarn while the washing was on. So um, I guess since then Orange Sky's grown a little bit. We've now got um, 33 vans in operation around Australia and New Zealand. Um, those vans are run by over a 1,000 um, incredibly compassionate and empathetic volunteers that um, every week put their lives on hold to go in and um, connect with people from all walks of life. And um, I guess our mission of Orange Sky positively connecting communities happens um, each and every day through um, people from all walks of life coming together, uh, whether it be through a load of washing or a shower or um, in its simplest form, I'm sitting down on an orange chair. Can I ask you a quick question? Was it harder going from, you know, that first band to the second band than it was, you know, from, say, the 10th band to the 20th band? It's a, a really good question. I, I think we always talk about, um, you know, challenge being a part of our DNA and I think something that, um, you know, it was challenging from day one was, you know, I came home from uh, working in my, what I thought was my dream job. And I said, hey, mum, I'm going to start a free mobile laundry. And she said, Nick, how about you start washing your own clothes? So, um, you know, I think the challenge was there on, on van one and two and um, the challenges were there in, you know, um, vans 10 and 11. So um, I think what is really interesting, though, is that whatever the challenge may be, we've been super lucky that people from all walks of life have supported us with it. So, you know, the the challenge of the second van was, you know, getting it to operate in Melbourne without that being our hometown and not knowing much about the community for vans 10, 11 and 12. It was sort of growth around the central coast in New South Wales and operating in more regional areas. So, um, you know, there's was, there was always um, a little bit of challenge, but um, like I said, that was overcome not by myself or, or Lucas, by um, people from all walks of life coming together and, and helping us out. So going back to that um, that time when you you know you and Lucas started it, how does that kind of idea even formulate in your head where you kind of go? Obviously, there was a you saw a need or something. Can you explain how it kind of happened in, in the first place? 
Yes, so growing up um, here in Brazil, Lucas and I were lucky enough to go out on a school food van that fed people doing it tough. And I guess our eyes were open to a population of people in our own backyard that didn't have access to things that we took for granted, things like laundry or showers or um, someone to, to talk to or a place to eat. So I guess through growing up, you know, that's something that didn't sit right with us and, and we wanted to, um, you know, quite naively and, and selfishly find a way to get to our friends together and um, have a good time and, and helping people um, in those those communities. So um, dreamt up the the crazy idea of putting some washing machines and dryers in a, a back of a van and got that first van subsidy to work and um, that was sort of um, the, the moment that we realised the, the profound impact of um, what we were um, out there to do. Yeah, for sure. And so that first time you're out there in the van, you got the, the laundry machines in there. Did you kind of know you had a plan in place, you know, where you're going to go? Yeah, the first ever wash was actually alongside our old school food van. So in, in Wickham Park in, in Spring Hill and um, rocked up and, you know, at the same time and same place and um, started uh, trying to, to operate. And the first time we, we took Sudsy out, it was a, a disaster. And, um, you know, we um, woke up a guy by the name of Jordan and said, hey, you know, there's this van over here that can wash your clothes. And he thought we were pretty crazy and he, he trusted us with his only possessions. And um, we let him down, the, the van broke and, we went back the, the next morning and um, there was Jordan again. And for whatever reason, Jordan trusted us to, um, you know, wash and dry his only possessions in, in his life. So we, um, we put the washing in and the exact same thing happened. So um, the, the third morning, um, we sort of took the van out again and um, Jordan was there and um, the van worked perfectly. And then we realized that, you know, the orange guy had um, not much to do with the washing and so sort of had an opportunity to sit down and that chat with Jordan changed my life and, and definitely changed the trajectory of uh, where Orange Sky has um, has gone. Yeah, well, that's good resilience from you guys and also from Jordan to, to keep saying, all right, give him another chat, chance, another chance. Oh, that's great. And, you know, I love what you said about um, you realise it wasn't about the laundry. The laundry is just an excuse to, to form those connections, I suppose, or it's a pretty good excuse. It gives um, people, a, you know, a great result but can you tell us a bit more about that kind of you know having a yarn as you put it yeah i, I think you know something that um we know is that people are um, all incredibly unique and um everyone um has their own uh, um challenges so um we you know thought we we're out there to help people who didn't have access to laundry and, and shower services um and what we realized is that we we're out there to help people from all walks of life come together. And the, the thing that unites most people um, in the communities that we help is, um, you know, sitting down and providing a safe place for people to connect. And um, the majority of the time that's through conversation, you know, some of the times it's actually through no conversation at all. It's purely giving people a safe place to um, feel okay. Or, um, you know, there's been times where I've been out on vans and haven't been able to um, verbally communicate with people, but we've both been able to, connect on a on a really um safe and, and impactful level so um you know the, the conversations we didn't think we were out there t- that w- when we started would be um a part of our service and um now looking back on it we couldn't see orange sky without that um that special component yeah i agree and to me you know that's one of the inspirational parts about what you do is that i guess that um the ethos of everyone deserves dignity everyone deserves just that common chance to have a conversation with people to connect with people so yeah that's a really you know moving part of what orange sky is all about and i think it's why it's been so successful from my outside uh, perspective 
So I'd love to hear a bit more about your team there in Brisbane. You know, how many have you got there working on Orange Sky? And um, you mentioned you've got 33 bands. Uh, so how many people are out there throughout Australia kind of working with you? Yeah, so every week around Australia and New Zealand, we have thousands of volunteers that go out and, and run our vans. And um, every van is run by um, volunteers. And then behind each van is a um, support team here in, here in Brisbane um, and around the country that um, help our team just go out and help people um, as impactfully as possible. So um, within our team, we have um, you know, a community of operations people. We have a, a community of fundraising, marketing, um, admin and support um, and we've got a, a team of um, people that build a product called Campfire that um, charities use to run their volunteer operations. So um, something we sort of um, identified um, through starting our own charity is that the sector really didn't have tools that were able to um, help other uh, or help um, you know manage things like volunteer onboarding and um, operations management. So um, came up with the idea of um, commercialising that software and the dream that it could be a a revenue stream for, for Orange Sky and um, we uh, we now sort of help other charities with, with that. So a really amazing team that um, also build and support and, and maintain that. Well, I think that kind of topic would be really interesting for a lot of our listeners, you know, through the Young Achiever Awards and the Community Achiever Awards programs that we run, so many people who have a passion for helping others and they start locally just like you did. But sometimes those kind of uh, programs can be scaled you know, there's a need in many communities. And so uh, I think what you're talking about there is so interesting because it's really hard to go from that local involvement to, to spreading that wider. So I guess, you know, part of your building that team and that software and everything was important to have the right people around you. Um, kind of, if you can cast your mind back, who were some of those key people initially who were able to help you out? Was it internally there part of the team or did you work with third parties or, or how did that work? Yeah, I think from from day one, you know, Lucas was was by my side in, in us doing that. But then uh, people from all walks of life, and whether that be our, um, you know, or the friends that that trusted us and and gave us encouragement and, and support. Um, and then there's also you know the the volunteers and our our staff. So um, you know we've we've had um, our our friends and family by our sides from from day one. So um, we uh, yeah we've been really really lucky with, with um, people from all walks of life supporting us. Yeah, that's awesome. And so obviously 2020, we're faced with, you know, this global pandemic, it's affecting everyone. Um, how have you guys had to change or have you had to change your operations and what you do to deal with you know, the COVID-19 situation? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, what COVID has done is it's um, challenged people from um, all around the world um, and reminded them about the importance of hygiene and human connections. So um, prior to COVID, you know, 116,000 Australians every night struggle with hygiene and human connection and now globally people are reminded and, and struggling with that so unfortunately you know orange sky isn't alone in in that struggle and uh, for a period of time um, six days we had to decide to um, put our services on pause and um, for a majority of people like jordan who'd been let down their lives um, and we'd become a regular and reliable support mechanism you know we didn't show up and um, that was a, a really tough decision for, for us to make and it's been really cool to see now in some of the toughest restrictions in Auckland and in Victoria, um, Orange Sky is now able to continue operating in a really safe safe way. So um, it's definitely challenged us as a, an organisation and um, we're you know finding ways to deliver our service in new operating environments but we've also seen, um, as always, people from um, 
you know, all walks of life um, jump on board and, and support us. Um, this might be a bit of a naive question, but with your, you know, the people that you're helping, the homeless and disadvantaged people, is it hard to connect with them sometimes? If you, you know, you need to spread that message that we have to pause for this time. They might, and as you said, they might not know that that you can't come. Absolutely, and and that was something that that was so hard is that there were a, a percentage of people that would have rocked up who we did we weren't able to communicate with and they would have been expecting a, a bright orange van there and and to connect and um we weren't there and, and that was something that was very hard and is something that um continues to remain hard in our communities is how do we um you know effectively um communicate with um people from diverse backgrounds whether that be our supporters or, or volunteers or, or friends who um use the service so um yeah it was definitely a, a challenge and and still is and so did you say six days was all that you had to pause for? Yeah, so um, that was um, in, in most areas. Um, some areas um, are still rebounding and some areas was, was a bit quicker, but um, there was a, a period of six days there. Yeah, well, credit to you guys for trying to get that turnaround so quickly. That's not a lot of time when you think about it. That's very um, yeah, very responsive. Thank you. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, so I was reading on your bio one of the things, and you touched on this initially. I'm just going to rewind a little bit. You said... You were in your dream job before you started Orange Sky. So you were in the media industry. Yeah, that, that's right. Sort of growing up in high school, I had a, a passion for, um, you know, uh, storytelling and um, sort of live live TV. So um, found myself sort of after school um, working in a few industries overseas and, and then coming back and, um, you know, finding myself um, in, that, in that industry. And um, it was a really great way to see um, people, um, at the best and, and worst of, of their lives and um, learn a lot as a, as a, as a younger person and, and see a lot of really cool things and work with some incredible people. So, so um, you know, I'm incredibly grateful for, for that and, um, you know, the decision to, to leave and do a gap year and, um, you know, volunteer with my best mate for a period of time to start something that we're passionate about, um, you know, was a, a tough decision and, um, but also was one that, was really easy to make in a sense of that we didn't have family or we didn't have significant commitments that oh, sorry, we did have family. We didn't have families of our own um, that we had to um, make significant commitments to. So it was probably easier than, than someone in a different position of their, their lives to, um, you know, really jump in and give something a go. And, and we're really um, thankful and grateful that we had that opportunity. Yeah. Well, don't downplay it, Nick, because that, I mean, it's a leap of faith. That's incredible. And yeah, take that year off and, and then go on a volunteering adventure is, uh, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's pretty incredible. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about here in your bio is you got to meet Obama, Michelle and Barack Obama. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so lucky enough to be um, a Obama Foundation leader for the Asia-Pacific region and um, be with over um, 20 really amazing um, Australians and, and a cohort of um, over 200 people in the Asia-Pacific region. So um, it feels like a, a world ago, the luxury of travelling to um, you know, Kuala Lumpur and, and meeting with um, some sensational people from all around the world and um, you know, really have an opportunity to um, be inspired and learn from um, some really amazing people. So um, you know, incredibly grateful to be a part of um, and still be a part of that program and um, you know, be a part of the uh, Obama leader community. Yeah, well, one of my questions I wanted to ask you was who or what inspires you? So you, know, you touched on it there, um, other people doing kind of great work. 
Are there any, you know, specific examples you wanted to kind of highlight? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, you, you mentioned um, it, uh, Lucas and I have been lucky to receive some great awards and, and meet some great people. And I think um, what has always been the most inspiring thing for us, though, is um, rocking up, um, you know, potentially in a park and sitting down on an orange chair and um, someone trusting you with their, their story. And, and um, that's what, what inspires me is that, you know, everyday people from all walks of life believe in Orange Sky, whether that be our our friends, whether that be our volunteers, our staff team, or the donors that that support us. So it's always hard to you know pick specific um, people or moments, but um, I guess the the feeling or the um, interaction is one of you know one of trust, one of um, people who um, are, are genuinely so um, generous and and um, giving of, of their their time or their um, their respect uh, towards towards me and, and other people. Yeah, well, meeting all those people, I bet you've had some ripper stories. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what makes everyone unique is that we're all we've all got our own story. And you know, for some people, that's um, something that's never shared, and for some people, um, it is something that is that is shared. But for um, our our volunteers and friends, the opportunity to um, you know, come together in a location and, and sit down and, and connect is, is really special. And um, I think that's what keeps people coming back every week is um, that there is an opportunity to um, live and, and learn together. Can I put you on the spot, Nick, and ask you to share, you know, one of those more memorable, whether it's a bit funny or a bit weird or, or something, one of those kind of stories from someone you've met, you know, with, through Orange Sky? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I mentioned my my mum Claire was a, a hater from from day one, and um, you know, mum uh, turned turned around and has been a, a massive supporter. Always been a massive supporter, but a massive supporter of Orange Sky. And um, you know, mum volunteers every Monday in, in Brisbane. And um, late last year, I was out on shift in in Brisbane and um, was talking to a, a friend, and um, you know, she was sitting by herself on a on an orange chair and looking quite um, quite uh, disconnected and sort of. Um, found the, the confidence to go and speak to, to this young young lady and she introduced herself and her name was Danny and she had a thick American accent and um, I got talking about um, you know Danny's interests and she had the washing in and she was talking about going to a, a yoga studio later that day and spoke about how she could um, volunteer at the yoga studio and um, they really looked after her there and she found her community and I was really interested in, in that and I sort of said, oh, you know, how did you hear about the um yoga community and she said oh I was you know one of the volunteers on this shift um gave me the um contact and the confidence to to go down and um you know connect with that yoga studio and um the volunteer was um incredibly kind and um reminded me of my mum and I was like oh that's that's really interesting and you know feeling really proud and I was like oh what was the the volunteer's name and uh Danny was like it was Claire and um Claire's my mum and you know Danny and I couldn't have been any more different um, from different countries, different genders, um, different life experiences, but um, we'd both felt the exact same thing from the exact same person, which was um, this unconditional love. And I think that's something that has always stuck with me is that, you know, I haven't seen Danny again and I may never see Danny, but we shared something in in common, which was that that feeling. And I think, you know, that notion that, um, you know, a lot of us have more in common than we we don't. And um, that's something that I hope happens every day at Orange Sky is that um, people come together on um, potentially on uncommon things and find um, common uh, common things throughout the way. Yeah, I agree, mate. We we all have so much in common. 
you know, the most, two most different people on this planet have more in common than they don't. So, um, yeah, it's a great story, Nick, and we can always rely on our mums for a bit of uh, a burn in our younger sure. years. And then, as you said at the end of that story, that we can also rely on them for inspiration and, you know, our mums are all champions. So I think my mum's pretty cool too. She's the producer of this podcast, so I take inspiration from her quite often as well. So, yeah, definitely resonating with that story, mate. Um, if we can kind of... Uh, you know, cast your mind back a bit to 2016. It was a big year for you and Lucas. Um, and that's how we came across you when you won the University of Queensland Create Change Award, which is part of the Queensland Seven News Young Achiever Awards. So if you can remember being at that event and, and kind of hearing them announce your names, you know, what were some of the thoughts going through your, your head at that time? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was a a really exciting and and profound moment and, um, you know, former employee of Channel 7, so potentially a conflict of interest there. So um, we we had a really great, great night. And I think, um, you know, what what is always um, something that's, um, you know, we're incredibly proud of of Orange Sky and something that's always been quite hard is uh, to take, you know, acknowledgement and praise of um, a community of people that is far from Nick and Lucas um, who um, believe in us every day. So. I think we've always seen those award opportunities as an opportunity to um, further um, connect and inspire and um, help more people. And, um, you know, that, that award process helped us with that. And a sense of 2016 was a, a big year for us. It was um, our second year that had ever been around. And, um, and that year sort of started with, um, you know, a couple of bands and a couple hundred volunteers and um, finished with um, sort of 27 bands operating and um, thousands of volunteers. And that one year, that massive increase, was it? Wow. Yeah, for sure. For, for that period, you know, we added a, a van on average every month and grew into a different region. So, um, you know, it was a, a really rapid time, and, um, but a, an absolute um, really, uh, really thankful for that, that year as well. Yeah, wow. That's, uh, yeah, what a year that is. So I guess another thing I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, a lot of people ask you about Orange Sky and, and all the stuff we've talked about here, but... What do you reckon something that people wouldn't know about you? It's a really great question. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, really see Lucas and I as, as Orange Sky and, and two guys in Brizzy. But I think, you know, a lot of people don't don't realise that there's so many people that um, go into um, Orange Sky that, that is far from us. So, um, you know, Lucas and I are um, incredibly different. Um, Lucas, when we went to school together, was at the front of the class and um, getting all the top marks and, and I was at the back of the class being a little bit or being very cheeky all the time. So, um, you know, something that Lucas and I have in common is that we really like helping people and solving problems and, and having fun. And, um, you know, Lucas and I built the first ever van and um, still have a, a very hands-on role within um, shaping the direction of Orange Sky, but also, um, you know, our, our successes have been really um, supported by our incredible people in our lives, whether that be our, our parents or family or, or staff team or the whole Orange Sky community. For sure. And when you and Lucas, you know, are you able to hang out now outside of Orange Sky and kind of, you know, relive those old high school days of just being mates? Yeah, we always joke about that. Lucas and I started as friends and we're not anymore. But, um, you know, the the friendship and the opportunity to um, meet some remarkable people and and have some of the best and um, most challenging times in our lives. Um, But being um, through that together has been um, incredibly special and and I'm, I'm forever thankful for that. So, um, you know, a lot of our, our chat and our banter does revolve around um, things that are orange or potentially a washing machine, but um, there are some really, you know, oh, um, awesome opportunities just to 
um, you know, have a yarn and then connect, which is, um, you know, part of Orange Sky, but also part of everyday life. Yeah, for sure. I can only imagine what it would be like, you know, knowing what my best friend is like if we were um, working together every day. I don't know if it would have ended up quite as uh, amicably as you and Lucas. <laughs> but, um, no, that's fantastic, Nick. Um, you know, touching on what you said about, you know, the awards and that being a part of, you know, the growth and kind of, I guess, spreading your, your message and helping to, to impact people. You know, what would you say to anyone out there who's thinking of nominating, say, two young guys that they know who's uh, come up with this crazy idea? Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, the success of um, organisations like Orange Guy does come from awareness. And the great thing about um, awards programs like this is an opportunity to um, share and connect with like-minded people. And um, it's not always about um, winning. It's about, um, you know, opportunities to um, be be recognised and to, to meet new people. And, um, you know, we always talk about um, that, you know, Orange Guy's success has relied on on people um, having an awareness of, of Orange Sky and believing in it. And, um, you know, we've had we've been so lucky that so many people have believed in us. So um, the opportunity to, to nominate, you know, so many amazing people out there um, in our own backyards that do really great things um, is something that sometimes is overwhelming because um, I think as um, Aussies, sometimes we're incredibly um, humble and we, um, you know, don't, uh, there's, there's fears of other things as well. So, um, I think it's, you know, putting yourself out there is, is something that is scary, but also um, can further the cause. And, and that's been something that has happened for, for Orange Sky. Yeah, for sure. That's, um, I think you couldn't have put it any better yourself. It's kind of, we are a bit, as Aussies, aren't we? A little bit, um, I'm not afraid is the right word, but we're a little bit worried about putting our own name forward. And I think that's sometimes um, a bit of a misconception because if, if you have something that people believe in, as you, know, you talked about, so many volunteers whenever there's a volunteer-led operation, that relies on belief, doesn't it? Um, because they need to really believe what they're doing in order to, to volunteer their time to it. So if people are doing things like that, then there's no there's no worry about, I guess, putting yourself out there because you know that what you're doing is, is really worthwhile. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Nick, uh, I just want to ask you about the uh, where people can follow. You know, I know you're a storyteller and I was looking at your website earlier and there are some, some really cool stories on there as well. How can people find out a bit more about Orange Sky or even potentially get involved? Yeah, it's really, really easy. Just jumping onto our, our website, orangeguide.org.au. You can uh, uh, learn about the impact Orange Sky is happening or having. You can see our vans operate um, in real time. You can um, hear some really awesome stories. You can uh, register to volunteer, make a donation, um, hear about um, our amazing partners that we we work through all through our, our website. If you're happy to talk about it, what is kind of the process if people did want to, you know, volunteer? How would they go about that? Yeah, it's really, really easy. Just jumping on um, to the website and filling in an application or an expression of interest. You don't need to be a, a laundry expert or a shower <laughs> connoisseur. You just need a, a little bit of time um, and be keen to um, have a chat or connect. So, um, you know, once you fill in that expression of interest, you'll uh, be sent what we call an orientation, which is a a bit of an orientation with a, an orange touch and um, then uh, throughout that process, a really simple process. And um, at the moment we've got plenty of shifts that need volunteers. So really encourage um, anyone listening who um, has a bit of free time to yeah, jump onto our website and register to volunteer. Yeah. And as you said, like yourself, you didn't, you don't have to be a laundry expert as your mum would attest to. But um, the other thing I noticed is uh, on your t-shirt there, people obviously can't see that we're looking at each other uh, over zoom, but you've got the studs, Suds challenge is that right? Yeah, so, that right? yeah, yeah. So the Sudsy challenge um, is all about wearing the same clothes for three days, and during those three days, starting as many conversations 
uh, to help um, raise awareness and raise um, funds to keep Orange Sky on the road. So um, as you heard with Jordan, it took three days to um, finally get Sudsy to work. And um, we've had uh, uh, two weekends now, our third this weekend and our um, fourth in the first weekend of October where um, over a 1,000 people have um, uh, worn the same clothes um, and uh, raised money for, for Orange Sky. So I'm going to tell you, I will take part in this challenge. However, I'm in Melbourne, so I don't know how many people will notice my three-day-old clothing, but I'll give it a go. I'll start some conversations, and uh, maybe the odours will um, start that conversation for me as well. Yeah, we've uh, we've seen uh, COVID being a really interesting time for the Sudsy Challenge, and you know a lot of people have been talking about it. it's almost a, a positive to the challenge that people have to stay 1.5 meters away from each <laughs> other. Um, but uh, I guess what the the challenge you know does have a um, a uh, a serious side to it is that you know for for me participating in the challenge it was something that um, I did for for three days and um, could go back and access things that um, you know potentially other people don't. So. Um, just um, you know, reflecting back on um, throughout those three days, um, you know the um, the the challenge of, of things like loneliness or isolation, or um, you know being able to. Um, we I heard a lot uh, last weekend that a lot of people couldn't decide whether they wanted to wear an outfit that they could go to work in, but also work out in, or um, hang out with um, certain people. And um, I guess they're the challenges for people who don't have the luxury of, of things that that I've taken for granted in, in my life. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess the last thing, you know, before we wrap up that you might want to leave uh, the listeners with is, you know, I I love this idea about starting conversations because it is really important. Um, What would you encourage people if they are coming across someone, you know, whether it's someone who is homeless or someone who's a bit disadvantaged, doesn't have those same things that we take for granted, you know, what would you kind of, I guess, encourage people to do to start a conversation? Because that can seem daunting for some people. For sure, and and you know we're we're really lucky at Orange Guy that there is a commonality there around um, a shared place that laundry takes time, and um, you know that's something that that we genuinely believe in has helped um, our our connection with with others. I think that you know like we were saying before, there's a lot of things that people have in common, but potentially we see the things we don't have as common uh, in common as as blockers to um, starting those connections. So um, I think it's you know with um, what uh, are really those basic things around treating people with non-judgment and um, really being open for a conversation. And I always talk about the the best conversation starter is sometimes a smile or, um, you know, asking someone their, their name. And um, that's um, all, all that's needed. Um, at the moment, there's uh, some more common conversation starters that, you know, COVID or, or sport or, or the weather in, in Queensland. But um, yeah, I always say that for anyone wanting to start a conversation, it's um, potentially just a smile and um, introducing yourself that's right spot on and you know i think people sometimes forget that we're all just the same so however you'd start a conversation with your mate the exact same way you do it with someone else so now nick i want to thank you for your time today um thank you for all the work you do there's so many people out there who as we've already said you know, take for granted these these simple things um and sometimes it's hard to put ourselves in the shoes of others so yeah, what you, Lucas, and everyone there, you know, all the volunteers there are doing a great job. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you for sharing our story. Cheers, Nick. I hope you enjoyed our interview. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. If you know someone's making a difference, then you can contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.australians, or head to our website, www.awardsaustralia.com, 
and you can nominate them. Help spread their story and share their message. Awards Australia is a family-owned Australian business. Our awesome producer, Annette, is my mum, and the other podcast host, Jeff, is my dad. We proudly aim to make a difference in the lives of Australians. And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our awards programs possible. Would your business like to know how to get involved? Contact us now. See our details in the show notes. Please subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss an episode. And please share this episode with your network to pay it forward. Who doesn't like to hear a positive good news story? We'd also greatly appreciate it if you review and rate the series as well. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe and remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.